Hello and welcome to the Virology Podcast. I'm Austin, a.k.a. G.I. Joe, and I'm here with... Ryan, a.k.a. Agent 69. Why couldn't it be 79? I mean, I'm not trying to have a gangbang, Austin. Not right now. <laughs> it's too late. If you'd have caught me earlier in the day... Touche. John's mom wore me out. Oh, dude. <laughs> Thanksgiving, bro. I had to make like four fucking turkeys just to fuck for her. <laughs> like. Did you have to do the usual strategy? Like you had to pick one tit up, hide like two turkeys under that one, pick the other one up, hide two turkeys in there. That way we keep her busy trying to find them. Dude, her arms couldn't reach underneath it. Like there's too much. Like she can't move her arms anymore. <laughs> I keep telling you, you got to put her on a diet, man. I mean, it's not going to help if, like, I tell her to go on a diet and then you sit there and bring her, like, fucking $600 worth of Taco Bell. Touche. <laughs> Touche, sir. All right. So this week we are talking about, what would you say, the logistics of conspiracy theories? Yeah, the logistics of it, because to be completely honest, you know, especially over the, let's say, the past 10 years, it's probably gotten worse than it's ever been with, especially with, like, the rise of popular social media, because, you know, like, 10, 15 years ago, what what was social media? It was a bunch of, like, high school kids on, like, Facebook, or not Facebook, but, like, MySpace and shit, so... High school kids weren't passing around conspiracy theories and everything else. I don't know about that. I mean, 9-11, you know, it was big before social media got huge. Yeah, but that, that all those, again, all those conspiracy theories surrounding that, that came out from the people older than us and everybody in our generation. You know, we just kind of like rode the, you know, the coattails on that. We weren't the ones passing it from door to door and everything else. We were too busy, like, getting jealous over, like, who was in our top five. Right, like, <laughs> bro, I forgot about that. Yeah, well, yeah, we we weren't worried about that. Fucking but, MySpace. Yeah, but then once everybody's like, you know, parents and grandparents found out about Facebook and Farmville, and started just hanging out on fucking Facebook, all of a sudden, boom, the internet is aglow with conspiracy theories. Like old people eat that shit up. Anyways, you got a story of the week first. Yeah, I totally got a story of the week. So. The National Park Service had to issue an official statement warning tourists to certain national parks out in the Southwest to stop licking toads. They are tired of going out there and finding teenagers puking their damn guts out and tripping balls in the middle of the damn woods. So apparently over the past year, it's become a a huge epidemic in the uh specifically in the um sonoran desert right like that national park so there's the sonoran desert toad that's there and it secretes a chemical known as 5-meo dmt so it's a version of dmt (laughs) right and so these these kids are going out there and hunting down these toads licking them getting high as shit but the problem is is that that particular chemical mixture sure it's got dmt mixed in with it but it's going to make you sick as hell. Like, you're going to be shitting all over yourself, you're going to be puking your guts out, and you're going to be high as hell the whole time you're doing it. Why can't you just get, like, DMT straight up? <laughs> like, why? Because you know how dumb kids are. You remember, like, when we were kids and you had, like, dudes that were, like, microwaving and then smoking morning glory seeds and, like, all kinds of stupid shit like that. I, I, still, I still to this day remember that there was this big rumor going around at our high school that you could smoke banana peels, dried out banana peels, and get high. Teenagers will do stupid shit to get high, Austin. I remember a guy in high school used to smoke paper. Just paper? Just paper. Like he would just roll it up like it was a cigarette and then just smoke it? Yeah. Yeah, I knew kids that did that. I wonder where he is now. He's probably dead. I doubt he's dead. He's probably just working at Walmart or something. Changing tires somewhere. (laughs) You know? Just good old blue collar job, I'm sure. You know, laying brick. Still smoking paper, probably. (laughs) (laughs) But no, man, so, yeah, these kids are just going out in the fucking woods and licking these damn toads. So here's my thing. Don't get me wrong. I've done a bunch of drugs, and, you know, I've had my fair share of fun. But at no point did I ever just, like, decide I was going to start licking animals, right? Like, I've never once just been like, 
I wonder what would happen if I licked that fox. <laughs> you know? Like, I've never... Just, like... fucking fox. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, I've never been sitting at a friend's house and just being like, dude, I wonder what would happen if I licked your guinea pig. Dude, isn't there, like, a store... Or... I remember hearing a long time ago about licking a toad and getting high. I don't remember from where. I know there was a Family Guy episode about it. It might have been Family Guy. Where everybody at Meg's school, they were doing toad, man. And then Peter (laughs) had to dress up as the Fonz and infiltrate the school to get all the kids to quit uh, licking toad. But, shit. So it's funny, right? So the National Park Service, not only do they issue this warning and everything else, right? They, they put out this official statement. But now they have changed their, like, rules for, like, in-park conduct. And it says that you can capture the toads. You can play with the toads. You can hold the toads. But you can't touch it with your tongue. It specifically prohibits tongue-on-toad contact. You can do anything else. So I, essentially, I guess you could sit there and just like rub the roll the toad in between your hands, like you were like rolling up some like pizza dough or something, and then just start licking your hands. But you can't lick the damn toad. That almost sounds like bestiality, bro. Doesn't it though? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you shouldn't. I don't know, man. You shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to put out an official statement, being like, "Look, it's been crazy the past year." Tell your kids to quit licking our frogs. We're talking about the same generation where they had to start locking tie pods behind a fucking glass cabinet just to protect kids. I, look, we don't have any room to talk, right? We can sit here and, and try and sit up on our soapbox all day long about that, but I still remember like at least seven or eight kids at my school uh, ODing on chlorocene and cough and cold. Yeah, but that's understandable. Licking a goddamn toad, dude. I mean, I'm just saying. We did our fair share of dumb shit. It just hadn't evolved to that point. Because you got to think, we did enough dumb shit that all of the dumb shit they would be doing, they can't do anymore because we got caught doing it. So, they're running out of options, man. Air duster. Air duster. Yeah, they had to, they had to add bitter gin to it and everything else because of us. So, we ruined their party. We were so bad, we fucked shit up for them. You know, I'm thinking about like 70 years ago. Like, what were our grandparents doing that were so fucking... They were like huffing ether while working on their buddy's car and, (laughs) you know, like dropping acid at the school dance. They were... They ruined it for us, which is why we had to do... Chlorocene and coughing cold and air dusters because they fucking fucked everything up for us. Then we fucked all of that up for the next generation. But luckily, with the Xenials, they were too busy sitting at you know sitting at home in a Call of Duty like chat lobby to be going out and getting in any trouble. But now the next generation after them is trying to be like us, and there's just nothing out there for them. They're having to get creative. Oh. Okay, moral of the story, kids, don't do drugs. Yeah, don't do drugs. Unless they're really good ones. Then you can do them. You know? Like, if somebody just shows up at your front door with, like, a kilo of just, like, some straight Colombian, like, hasn't been cut or stomped on or anything yet, I mean, at least try it. Don't try it. Don't try it. I'm a, that's a joke. <laughs> you have yeah, some C- kids. Yeah, COA here. I'm a, that's totally a joke. Please. You're you going to have some fucking kids snorting, like, fentanyl. <laughs> fucking dying. No, don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> well, anyways, logistics of conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. It's going to be kind of fun. It is going to be kind of fun. So, I just want to go ahead and start this off by saying that I am not... Throughout the course of this conversation, I am 100% going to be mainly taking the position of a skeptic. Like, there are definitely a lot of instances out there where I can, I'm more than willing to jump on to the bandwagon and say, like, no, 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 these, these conspiracies were 100% found, like, founded, like, they're, they've been proven to have actually happened and everything else. But there's a lot floating out there. That just, like, if you even take just a second to think about what it would actually take to pull something like that off, it all starts falling apart. Because you're like, there's no way. There's no way you could get this many people to do all of it. So, 
you got any off the top of your head, Austin, that you want to go ahead and start talking about? Because I got one. And it's a Whopper. Well, go ahead and spit yours out. The moon landing. Right? Oh, yeah. The fucking conspiracy <laughs> theory that we never went to the moon is, like, it's the dumbest fucking conspiracy no, theory. No, bro. No, we didn't go to the moon, man. <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> like, there were hundreds of thousands of Americans involved in the Apollo, the Gemini and Apollo programs. All they did was go to the desert and film it, man. <laughs> I mean, to get hundreds of thousands of people to all just shut the fuck up about, like, bullshitting something, first off, that's unrealistic. It's it's unrealistic. I mean, Mark Twain is famous for having a quote that the only way for two people to keep a secret is if one of them is dead. And, like, that is a true statement. Like, that's something you don't have to test that. Like, that's common sense tells you that that's true. And so to keep a hundred, like you know, multiple hundred thousand people all quiet about something is absolutely ridiculous. And then not to mention the fact that we were engaged in a cold war with the second largest superpower in the world, and then since then have been in an arms race in space with the second and third and fourth and fifth largest and seventh and seventh <laughs> largest superpowers in the world. If we had faked it, somebody would have called us on our bullshit by now. Like, literally, the first thing the Chinese did when they went to go drop off their rover on the moon was look for our landing site. And they found it. And they probably destroyed the fuck out of it. Well, they did find out that our flag was knocked over. Not saying they didn't knock it over, but it's knocked over now. So, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, to to anybody out there that truly believes that we never went to the moon, China found it, man. They fucking found it. Like, they released a whole fucking statement about how they had found America's landing site on the moon and everything else with as much, like, like, with as much tension and everything else that we have going on between us and China right now, like, if they'd have gotten up there and orbited the moon and didn't see shit... They would have said so. You also got to think, this is during the time period when Donald Trump was still in office, and all he did was talk shit about China. So if they didn't see our shit up there, they'd be the the first one to say, hey, no, 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 didn't fucking happen. Yeah, yeah, they they totally would have dragged us across the coals on that one, like, and and done it with a smile. But nah, man, they faked the moon landing too. Yeah, they faked it, bro. Didn't you see that documentary? There's a rock up there that's got a C on it, man. Stanley Kubrick's wife put that rock there. It just stands for cheese, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, so a little bit about conspiracy theories, though. Whenever people kind of... I guess whenever they're trying to have a coping mechanism for like when big things happen, like 9-11 or... I mean, I guess you can include the moon landing in that. Like a bunch of these, the Boston bombing, the shooting in um, Nevada. Yeah. Like all that shit. They try to make a coping mechanism to be like, oh, well, this might be behind it. This might be behind it. Instead of saying, hey, there's really a fucked up person out there or just a fucked up thing happened. It's the type of coping mechanism that you're really never going to understand unless you've been in an intense situation like that. Because a lot of people just don't believe that... The world can be that fucked up. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's one of the biggest things. Because the world is a super fucked up place. So you got to kind of find an outlet to say, hey, maybe there's more behind it than this. Now, I mean, granted, don't get me wrong. Not all conspiracy theories are bullshit. There's been some proven in the past. A lot of them, actually. Yeah. But... Most the reason most people go to conspiracy theories is to feel better about the situation they're in or the situation that happened or whatever brought the country to the way it is or not even country, anywhere in the world. It makes them feel better to be able to say, okay, I can connect the dots here. I can find rationality or I can find reason behind this. But the problem with that is, is you can find connections in any system, right? Like there, you can go on YouTube right now and find probably 40, 50, 60, 70, fucking a million videos of people showing where you can take like a book, like any book and say, okay, 
I'm every fifteenth word. Yeah, every fifteenth <laughs> word on this letter is going to do this. And if you go through that entire book, you'll end up with like sections that actually make words that make sense. And then all you need to do is find one that like fits whatever narrative. So it's like, let's say you believed that. <clears throat> I don't know, that that Yale secret society, the Skull and Bones, are in control of Disney. And so you get a copy of The Little Mermaid, and you look up the, the actual, like, voice actor script. And then you look through it, and you're like, oh, bone, skull, bah. You, if you sat and read through that long enough, you'll find where you can make any kind of symbolism you want out of just a seemingly randomness. And that's what a lot of conspiracy theorists do. They look at these very complex events or these very complex systems and they, they'll cherry pick things out of it that they feel like offers some kind of like reassurance to their belief system or that they can find to say like, oh, well, this has meaning because. But it almost, almost every time it's them projecting meaning into something that's meaningless. Yeah. Like, for example, 9-11. This is a huge one. Huge. Might hurt some people's feelings on this. Yeah. There's a lot of believable shit whenever it comes to 9-11 conspiracy because obviously, you know, you had Saddam Hussein. All right, no. Osama, Osama bin, Laden. bin Laden. You had Osama bin Laden. Bush there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had Osama bin Laden and his Al-Qaeda and... A lot of people believe the U.S. government was behind it. Now, is there a lot of evidence pointing towards that? Yeah, because we needed to fucking get to Iraq and get oil. I mean, we we really did. Like, well, plus you know Saddam Hussein and all these people, they were basically like putting a lot of pressure on uh, pressure on OPEC nations, and we didn't want some dictator that didn't like us controlling all of the OPEC nations. Like, there was a lot behind it that we stood to benefit from. Now, do they know about it? Probably. Probably, probably yeah. They're like, I, I don't feel like that part's a conspiracy. I, I don't they either. probably knew some shit was coming. But did they have a hand in it? No. Yeah. I mean, in my opinion, they didn't. Well, it's proven fact that there was a, a document put out like a year or two years before by the Department of Defense outlying like how to respond in case of a hijacked plane being flown into like a major metropolitan area and like literally what that report said and what actually took place on 11 are like mirror images of each other i mean they're basically word for word i think it actually even said one of the trade centers if i'm not mistaken yeah i think it did yeah but then you also got to look back the government knew about pearl harbor beforehand and they let it happen because best way to get us involved in the war so is the actual happening a conspiracy that the government did it to set us up for war? Well, that's the conspiracy, obviously, but yeah, well, more than likely. I mean, we're known for doing it, right? So the way we got involved in Vietnam was the Bay of Tokin incident, right? Supposedly a U.S. destroyer was attacked by Viet Cong and sank off the coast of Tokin, right? It never happened. It never happened. The United States military released an entire report on it. Hell, they went in front of the UN and said that that's why we were pursuing police action and everything else. But then, as soon as the war was over and set, you know, all of a sudden here come all these generals out of the woodwork to be like, "Yeah, that never happened. We made the whole thing up." Same thing back during the Spanish-American War. There was a frigate that got sunk off the coast of Cuba, got blown up. We blew it up. They literally packed dynamite, or not dynamite, but gunpowder onto the ship and blew it up off the coast of Cuba in full view of um, American soldiers just to be like, oh, they attacked us. Now we can go to war with them. But we did it. Like, we're known for doing that shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But jet fuel can't melt steel beams. (laughs) <laughs> Dude, that, that was one argument I never understood. Like the jet fuel melting the steel beams thing. It might not melt it, but it's gonna make it weaker. It is gonna make it weaker. Absolutely. That's why the internal components on these like Rolls Royce jet engines have to be replaced all the time. I mean, you you add that much heat to anything, it's gonna eventually fuck it up. And then you know, and a jet engine doesn't have millions of tons. 
<laughs> sitting on top of it while it's getting superheated. And then they got all those conspiracies where, like, this is more towards 9-11 specifically, where, like, there was a group of people working on, like, structure repair inside the Trade Center, like, two weeks before and shit like that. And I'm like, dude. It's a major skyscraper. That's it's always happening. Yeah. It's constantly got to be under repair or it's going to fucking fall. Yeah, every single, if you like anyone that's lived in New York or LA or Chicago or like any major metropolitan area that's got a lot of skyscrapers, you know that whole floors in any skyscraper are constantly under construction. Like constantly. Especially if it's been around longer than 20 years. Yeah, they're always having to refit something or if like a new company moves in on a floor, then they gut everything and go back in and build it the way the company wants that floor set up. And, you know, you're talking about like elevators that are running, you know, probably making their trip a couple hundred thousand times a damn day. And then that's going to wear it down and break it. And so uh, cables got to get replaced. Gears got to get replaced constantly. There's like, yeah. But one of the biggest things, like, with, I'd say, or I, I read a statistic earlier that said, like, 75% of Americans believe in at least one conspiracy theory. Oh, I believe that. I, I Actually, I'm surprised that number's not higher. I mean, like, hell, 50% of America still believe the U.S. had something to do with JFK's assassination. Yeah. Which, I'm one of them people, so. I'm kind of <laughs> one of those people, too, Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, I'm honestly, I'm surprised it's not higher than that, especially right now. Like if you did a census right now. It might be higher. It's got to be higher because think about how many, just think about our workplace alone, right? Just think about where we work. Think about the the disproportionate amount of people that genuinely, I mean like deep down in their soul, believe that the COVID vaccines were nefarious in nature, that there was shit hidden in them like chips or like ev- almost everybody we work with believes in some form or fashion that there was something nefarious with I'll, the vaccine. I'll say five things. Vaccine, the election, mhm, QAnon, yeah. Um fuck, what's the queen that just died? Queen Elizabeth, Elizabeth. and Hillary Clinton. Hell, out of six one Epstein. Yeah. I was going to say like I think 95% of the people at work believe at least one of those. One of those. Of those. <laughs> yeah, at least one. And, yeah, it's absolutely insane. And, hell, honestly, we can just piggyback right off of that fucking statement. Let's talk about the vaccine, man, because that's a huge conspiracy. And to me, that's going along with, like, the moon landing times a million. Because instead of just having a couple hundred thousand people involved, you had millions of people all across the globe in different countries fucking all working on this at the same time, sharing information, different companies collaborating with each other, which never happens, right? Like Tostino's pizza roll company is not going to be like teaming up with Kraft to share recipes and shit because they're competing with each other. Yeah. And it's the same thing, but you had these pharmaceutical companies all collaborating and everything else. So if the vaccines were nefarious, right? If they were created in a way specifically to like harm America, you know, Americans, anybody in the world and everything else, to get that many millions of people and especially like degreed physicians, scientists, and, like, university students, because most of the work that, like, most of the actual hands-on work with all that was being done by, like, PhD candidates at different universities across the world. To get that many people, and especially that well-educated, and that many people with that much to lose and everything else, to all agree to, in unison, all work on something that was going to fuck everybody up and everything else, it's not going to happen. It's just not going to fucking happen. There's not a PhD student out there that's going to risk fucking up all the time, energy, and money they've sank into their fucking careers and everything else just to do that. No. No. (laughs) Like, they're just not going to. One more that I think a lot of people kind of jump on the bandwagon for because they hate the person so much. Hillary Clinton. Yeah. 
as we said many times, we love you, Bill. Yeah, we love you, Bill. <laughs> but Heather Clinton, I, I honestly, like a lot of it, I don't know why they hate her. I don't like the woman. She, but, so she's never done anything wrong that makes me hate her. Was she kind of cringy during the election with some of her stuff? Yeah, but she's an old woman. Like, grandmas do that shit. The only thing she ever did that I was just straight up like, eh, I don't know how I feel about this woman, was like way back in the 90s when she was still, you know, the first lady. She was pushing for uh, health care reform, right? And she almost got it. She really almost got like a certain amount of uh, socialized medicine kind of getting kicked in here in the United States. And the American Medical Association paid her five, like... Five hundred million. I yeah, think. I think it was like five hundred million to just shut up and walk away, like to just give up. And she took the money, and she didn't. But this is the thing: do I feel kind of? Do I feel like that was kind of shitty for her to like sell out everything that she was trying to do just for some money? Sure, but it, I'll give it to her. She didn't lie about it, and she didn't try to hide it. So at least you know it's like, you know, I'm like, well, you were kind of shitty for doing that, but I can kind of respect and trust you because you didn't hide it or lie about doing it. Like she's still a cunt. but i have my own reasons for that yeah well it's better than john's reasons you know why john hates her why john hates her because she made a pokemon joke one time like literally (laughs) that's the reason he hates her bro i hate every politician like i mean granted don't get me wrong joe biden's a fucking idiot but the last one was too the one before him was pretty fucking stupid. And the one before him. And the one before him. I don't know, man. Obama was pretty smart. He was smart, but some of the shit he did was fucking stupid. But I mean, every politician's that way. Yeah. I'll tell you the one politician I really don't understand the hate for, and that's AOC. Right? I do not understand the hate towards that woman because I'll see where, like, Somebody will post something on Facebook, or I'll hear them talking about it in the office or something, and it'll be something she said, right? And then I'll like actually go and try and find a video or a document or a transcript or something of her ever saying whatever they're saying that she said, and I can never find it. I can I think, never find honestly, it. Honestly, I think people's biggest problem with her is that she's young. Yeah. And I guess her voice is a lot louder than... People want it to be. Yeah. Which, I mean, don't get me wrong. There, there's a bunch of shit I don't agree with what she said. But that's all politics, you know? Yeah. I mean. Yeah, nobody's ever going to make everybody happy. It's just not going to happen. No. Nah. bunch of politicians say stupid shit. Like, a bunch. Like, I'm trying to think, like... There's so many fucking things <laughs> right offhand. Like, well, looks, so, but here's the thing, right? So even though some of them can seemingly be saying some stupid shit, and a lot of them do say some really stupid shit. I mean, look at Herschel Walker. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. But so like years ago, right? There was this whole big thing when like 23 and Me first came out, right? And the thing is, is that 23 and Me sells their DNA testing packages to the government at a loss like they lose money every single time they sell one of those to you right because they sell it to you for 90 bucks realistically that thing should cost like 400 dollars. but the way that they make their money is once they get your genetic profile they then can sell that to pharmaceutical companies and everything else so that they can use it to try and track like certain genes and for like gene therapy and stuff like that. Like it's, it sounds nefarious, right? And the government. I mean, it's it's just like looking at like how they're solving all these cold cases from the DNA from 23 and me and shit like that. Yeah. But if you talk to like a boomer, they're like, that's an invasion of privacy and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, okay, yeah, sure it is. But because of them, there's been like a shit ton of new medicines that have hit the market. Like you said, there's all these cold cases and stuff where like families are finally getting closure because they found out what happened to their loved ones and everything else. And so it's like, yeah, is it an invasion of privacy? Sure, I guess. But at the same time, it's like being super beneficial to the world. Yeah, so so if you think your uncle's like a mass murderer in the past and he's hit from the law for like 20, 30 years, don't do it. Just get him a 23andMe kit. Find out if your uncle's a Zodiac. 
<laughs> but it's like Rand Paul, right? So when that came out, there was this big thing about um, genetic security, right? And it got made it all the way up to the Senate, blah, blah, blah. And it passed basically unanimously to protect people's right to privacy. So even when like 23andMe sells your information and stuff, your name and or anything about you cannot be attached to it. It's just that profile. Nobody knows who it belongs to when they sell it, right? Passed unanimously in Congress, and then when it made it to the Senate, it passed almost unanimously with only one dissenter, Rand Paul. And his reasoning behind it was is that if you don't make that kind of information available, if it exists, it hurts business. Because now you have somebody that maybe is applying for a job, right? You have two or three candidates that are also running for that same job. Two of them just barely come up short to get the position. But this other guy does. But he's got some serious medical problems that are going to end up like keeping him out of work and, and, and everything else all the time. It's going to cost the company's insurance a bunch of money and everything else. But you don't know that. But if you could look up their genetic profile... You would know that, and that would save the company a ton of money by being able to basically be like, look, sorry, man, we can't give you this job. We're going to give it to somebody that actually is going to be able to do it, and that sounds really shitty, but I mean, that's Darwinism, right, and that's basically what companies run off of, so it's cold-hearted as fuck, and Rampal, you were fucked up for being the one person to be like, nah, fuck them people, money, (laughs) (laughs) but... I mean, it, you know, it is what it is, man. And I guarantee you, depending on what side of the fence you're on on that, like, I hear that, and I'm like, Rand Paul, you're a piece of shit, dude. Like, what the fuck? Why are you going to sacrifice But if you own a company, you might be thinking the other way around. around. Exactly. So, tomato, tomato when it comes to a lot of that, right? It's mm. a fucked up world, man. It really is. It's so fucked up. Okay, so... You got another conspiracy you want to Well, I, I figure on? we can talk about one that turned out to be true, right? Like, 100% turned out to be true. And, like, a good example of one that actually turned out to be true is, of course, MK Ultra. Yeah. Because there was a big rumor going around back in the fucking 50s that CIA was experimenting with mind control and all this. And so you ended up with like books and movies and stuff coming out like Manchurian Candidate and stuff like that, where the general population was incredibly paranoid that the CIA was messing with people's minds and trying to create super soldiers and, and everything they were. else. And they 100% <laughs> were. Yeah, they were definitely I mean, trying especially to Especially you got to think, this is right after World War Two. You got to think... During World War Two or after World War Two, you gotta think Project Paperclip. We took all their fucking the best top Nazi scientists. scientists. Yeah, I was gonna say so they're gonna try to do what they can to come up with these wild ass projects. Yeah, which I mean, mind control, telepathy, astral projection, yeah. all kinds of shit. And the thing is, is that a lot of the their fears, like especially with like the whole like Manchurian Candidate thing, that shit was legit. They, like, the CIA and the KGB and stuff like that legitimately made, like, not to that level. You can't really, like, brainwash somebody to that level. I don't know. But it, you can get pretty fucking I was, close. I was about to say, you can get right there with it. Yeah, you can get pretty close, but it's, you can't exactly just, like, brainwash somebody into being, like, a sleeper agent for, like, 30 years. And then just because they hear, like, a noise on the radio, all of a sudden they just know where the rifle is. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, it's not going to get that extreme. But you can get pretty fucking Some Jason Bourne type shit. Yeah. Yeah. You can definitely get on that level. Um, like, another good example of, like, conspiracies that turned out to be true is um, the, like, the... the um, Shit, I just forgot what the actual name of the conspiracy is. But it's basically where the United States was hiding nuclear waste. 
right? Like for years, there were rumors back in the 70s, like during the green movement, like the initial start of the green movement and everything else where people were talking about like recycling and in the environment and blah, blah, blah. So when all that kicked up, obviously the very first thing people started pointing a finger at was these nuclear reactors that we were building all over the country back in like the 60s and 70s. And one of the big rumors that was going around was that the government was literally pocketing money and just burying this nuclear waste and everything else in like local landfills and shit and just covering it up, paying off the landowners and city councilmen and shit like that and just moving the fuck on because it cost millions of dollars to efficiently transport nuclear waste and dispose of it properly. But hell, come to find out, that shit's 100% accurate. There's a, a landfill in St. Louis right now that is on fire and everyone is very scared because there is literally about like 50 or 60 barrels of active nuclear waste in that landfill that the government buried there back in the 50s and that fire in the that landfill is getting really close to those barrels and when it gets to them you basically won't be, no one's going to be able to live in St. Louis. Like that's, that whole city's damn near going to be uninhabitable because there'll be so much radiation getting put out into the atmosphere. Not just St. Louis, the surrounding areas too. Yeah. Like it. And then, and the thing is, the only reason anybody really knew that was there is because once that fire broke out, the government basically had to step in and like nip it in the bud before it became a whole thing and admit that they had buried all that nuclear waste there. So the thing is, is if they did it there, then they've probably done it in a lot of other places. Yeah, well, you also got to look at, like, Manhattan Project. Before they dropped that first atomic bomb, it was a conspiracy theory. Yeah. So. And that's another good example of, like, why conspiracies are so hard to be able to maintain or, like, think about in a rational sense, because the Manhattan Project, that is, to this day, the Manhattan Project is still the most information-secure project the United States has ever conducted. That we know of. That we know of. Yeah, and even by that standard... You still had people... Germany knew we were working on a bomb. Russia knew we were working on a bomb. Japan knew we were working on a bomb. Everybody knew, and it was the single most information-secure project ever at the time. You and it, that just goes to show you can't get a hundred thousand people to shut the, the fuck up. The only difference between now and then, you gotta think where technology is nowadays, though. Yeah, like it's it, easier it, to get information. I out. don't know necessarily about that because you gotta look if the NSA is in on it too. If you're trying to shoot out an email about it or talk to somebody, the NSA can nip that shit in the butt. I mean, they can, but what's going to stop you from being able to go in there and take pictures of something, you know, jump town, get on like a V, you know, go through like a VPN on like a private server and just upload that shit in a couple of seconds before anybody has a chance to track you. Like, you know, I feel like if you uh, had the resources and the skill, you could get around the NSA. I mean, Anonymous has already done it multiple times. Yeah, but... I guess it depends how much money they funnel into it at the same time. Like, if there was something they really wanted to keep covered up, you don't think they could keep it covered up? I don't. Not nowadays. I don't think you could. I feel like that's why we keep getting all these, like, breaking news stories about, like, some fucked up shit going on here, fucked up shit going on there. It's just too hard to keep all of that under wraps. I mean, think about how many, like, high-ranking military and, like, government officials you've seen just, like, fucking resign out of the blue for nothing. And that's literally them trying to just get ahead of some bad shit that's about to come out of some stuff that they did because there's just too many eyes, ears, and fingers on the keyboard watching every move every single person makes nowadays. You know? We got cameras on every street corner at almost every stoplight. Okay, what about this? So, as we were talking about the, the JFK assassination earlier, yeah. do you think our government has something to do with it? Yes. Okay, so how come you think it hadn't come out yet? I think that it has, and that's why everybody already believes in it, and it, all it is is that they just haven't released the documents. That's all it is. They just haven't released, they just haven't released the documents. That's all it boils down to. 
But yeah, I think that's really all it boils down to. Because think about it. They know everybody already knows. And they know that that's what, exactly what happened. That's why every time they're supposedly going to release the official documents on it and everything else, they it never do. It gets pushed back another 10 Yeah, it years. gets pushed back. Because they know they're dirty. They know they did it. We all know they did it. I'm really curious to know like how many things we don't know about. Like that there's no conspiracies out there about. Yeah. I I know there's got to be several. Oh, there's probably a ton of things like, that we know nothing about. Because I know there's a new type of nuclear bomb they're working on. But we really don't know information on it. <laughs> so, I mean... Yeah. I mean, there's, there's absolutely no telling what all we know. It's just like... Um, it, all right, so like with UFOs and stuff like that, right? Like, obviously, the big thing with UFOs... Especially with everything they just came out with about the government finally saying, hey, yeah, there's some shit in the sky. We don't know what the fuck it is. Yeah. And you know what? That's probably 100% like different countries doing different shit with fucking experimental planes. I mean, we had a plane for 35 years that was completely undetectable to radar before anybody in the world even knew it fucking existed. Right? So... You know, that's one of the things. But here's, so here's my take on, on some of that, right? So you could easily make the argument like, well, Ryan, you just kind of shot your argument in the foot right there by saying, okay, well, they were able to keep this plane under wraps for 35 years. You know, why couldn't they keep a conspiracy under wraps for 35 years? And my rationale behind that is, is that the plane is harmless. You're working on an object. You're working on something that technically is going to be protecting people and everything else. It's not, you're not working on like a poison that's direct, you know, the whole point is to go and drop on like kids in Afghanistan. So it's kind of like a national security thing. It'd be easier to keep under wraps than it would. Because you'd be able to keep a large enough population of people working on that project motivated and that believed in it. Whereas if you're genuinely doing something nefarious, people are going to break. No. You know, people's consciences are going to get the best of them, stuff like that. Like, that's going to happen. If you're really doing something nefarious, it's going to be almost impossible to keep that under wraps. But if you're doing yeah. something for the benefit of somebody, probably a, like a million times easier to keep that under wraps, I would imagine. If, you, if, you, if you're not in a situation where your conscience is going to be ticking at you, it's probably a hell of a lot easier to just not talk about something. Or you could just get a bunch of fucked up motherfuckers to go all in. And just on a whole thing. bunch of sociopaths and just be like, <laughs> all right, guys, this is what we're working on today. I mean, look at what they did in World War II, the Nazis. Yeah. I mean, everybody knew about it, but they didn't do nothing about it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but by that same standpoint, right? Like, you can still make that same argument that it's like, oh, yeah, but look how many people, even though how fucked up that was, think about how many people they got to actually, like, join in and participate. But the thing is, is that, honestly, most of the population didn't want to. They participated out of fear. Yeah. Fear of repercussions to, to them, to their families. Well, that's, like, what's going on with the uh, World Cup right now. Uh, who was it that was wearing the the armbands or shit or whatever. Have you heard about all that? No, I haven't seen that. I guess one of the teams is wearing armbands to go or like to support some people that died. I can't remember what country it was in right now, but, um, I guess their government killed some protesters and they were all wearing, like they didn't, um, sing the national anthem at the world cup and a bunch of shit like that. Oh shit. And in the country they're in, like that's reasons for death. So, I Ugh. guess somebody finally grew some balls, though. Yeah. And, you know, and the thing is, the, like, massive worldwide sporting events like that have always kind of been used for that, right? Like, think about how many, like, teams, individuals, or countries use the Olympics as a platform. North to... Korea is a perfect example. Yeah. I was like, you remember in the Olympics a few years ago, them protesting during their national anthem? Yeah. Yeah, people use the Olympics as a, as a platform for protest and like social change and blah blah blah. Going all, as far back as I can remember, like I I remember hearing stories about people doing that back in like the forties. No, so I mean they basically even before World War 
two kicked off, like they banned Germany from the Olympics one year, right before World War Two, just because they were like, no, dude, fuck those Nazis. <laughs> like they hadn't even done anything yet, and the world was still like, fuck them. <laughs> yeah, but no, like conspiracies kind of give you that high feeling, if that makes sense. It gives your brain that high feeling. Well, and it's club like, inclusive, right? Yeah. You're, you're part of a community now. No. So if you're some, like, you know, fucking loser-ass neckbeard weeb sitting in his mom's basement at 43, like, hugging up to your Japanese, like, body pillow. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> then, yeah, maybe having, like, a whole group of people all across the world all be like, hey, it's so-and-so. Hey, we're all talking about blank. It's a sense of community, you know? It probably... Gives a lot of those lonely fucks something to talk about. Think about all the like self grandiose and self important like conspiracy theorists, like authors you've seen in documentaries that just like genuinely believe they're just the smartest person in the entire fucking world. Like only they could crack the code and figure it all out. And it's like you fucking megalomaniacal piece of shit. Like, oh, new world order. Yeah. <laughs> But by the same, you know, by the same standard, though, you you got other uh, authors and stuff like that out there that probably had like genuine cases to be worried. Like, um, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now, but I, I remember I had a copy of one of his books. It was called "Behold a Pale Horse," and like this dude used to be an intelligence officer in the Navy for like a long time, and then when he retired, he started writing all these books about shit that he had seen, done like gotten his hands on and everything else while he was working for the department of defense and he just died real mysteriously and a bunch of his books got taken off the shelves and you can't get them anymore there's only certain ones that you can even still get your hands on and it's just because other printing companies were able to get copies and basically get them copywritten under their company's name through his estate to be able to still be able to print them. And, like, there's a lot of weird shit that's, like, in and around that man's death. And so it's like, makes you wonder, like, what the fuck was he talking about that it was worth taking him out for? There are probably so many accounts of shit like that happening. Because if the government wants to cover some shit up, it's going to fucking happen. One reason we're going to about government shit a lot on this episode is because... 90% of the fucking conspiracies that are out there, well, I'd probably say fucking 95% of the conspiracies out there all surround the government. Yep, either our government, some other country's government, what have you. And it just seems to be kind of the rule of thumb, so to speak, that, that if you're talking conspiracy, you're probably talking about a government agency. Or if not a government agency, an agent, some kind of company agency organization fraternity whatever that's got a lot of sway and influence it's just like all the people out there that you know have all these wild conspiracies about like the freemasons or have like all these wild conspiracies about like other like little illuminati yeah illuminati and stuff which i still do the illuminati is fucking bullshit dude (laughs) like the illuminati is such fucking bullshit there's no goddamn way that you're going to be able to take a small group of people that are that highly motivated, that highly motivated, the the amount of drive, ambition, and just like cutthroat attitude you would have to have to rise so far up through the social ranks in this world to achieve a place at the table in like the so-called Illuminati, they would be at each other's throats. Like, there's no way an organization like that would be able to stay together. They would all be at war with each other all the time. You can't take people with that much ambition and put them in in a position of equalness with anybody else. Because we all know the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, they control everything. Yeah. <laughs> Bilderbergs and yeah. the Morgans. Yeah. Yeah. They... they... Now the gates, you know. Oh, God, Bezos. Yeah, Bezos. Oh, God. Yeah. That fucking guy. Do you see where he gave Dolly Parton like a million, a hundred million dollars? Yeah, I saw something about it. Just for being awesome. I'm like, hey, that's cool. 
But I, I forget what I was watching, and somebody made the joke, and they were just like, damn, think about how rich Jeffrey Bezos is that he looks at somebody like Dolly Parton and just goes, you look like you need money. Man, she's already rich as fuck. Rich as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he'll listen to this podcast and be like, hey, y'all are fucking awesome. <laughs> here's a, here's a, a, or $100 million for y'all to split. Jeffrey Bezos, if you want to give us $100 million... We'd appreciate it, man. We won't do a podcast about you losing a fucking whale in the Amazon forest. Yeah, we, yeah we'll shut up about that. That never happened. <laughs> for $100 million. Hell, for fucking $10 million. <laughs> Right. Oh, uh, shit. I do. I, I'm not going to lie, though. I do like what his wife did. I thought that took some balls. I thought that was funny, man, when she gave the, the damn Girl, Girl Scouts. Scouts all that money. And then when asked why, she said, well, my husband never did anything with his money, so I'll do something with it for him. I'm just like, oof. Hell. Elon Musk is getting up there now, too. I wonder how he's going to pull this whole Twitter thing out of his ass. There's so many conspiracies See, about that, that shit, I was too. just about to say that. Yeah, there's a lot of conspiracies about like what he's really trying to do with that. Did you hear about how he fired one of the fucking directors at Twitter on the Joe Rogan podcast? Have you seen that video? Yeah. That's fucking embarrassing, dude. She's about to fucking sue the shit out of him. I mean, yeah, probably. I don't know. My, my thing is, though, is that he's been successful enough for long enough with all of his different endeavors and everything else to fail this hard on this doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense. Like, I feel like there's some kind is of... Is he really failing yet, though? I don't know. I don't think so. Everybody keeps acting and talking like he is. But I'm interested to see what his end game is. Like, I think that's more what it is. Nobody understands what the end game is. Well, I mean, you got to look at whenever he got to Tesla, he turned that company completely around. Yeah. People didn't agree with the way he started everything up. But he, since he's been at that company, hell, not just Tesla. Um, SpaceX. SpaceX. I mean, hell, that's a perfect example. The government's having to use SpaceX because the government can't keep up with it. Right. I mean, shit. Hell, we all still use PayPal. Thanks, Bezos. I mean, not thanks, Bezos. Thanks, <laughs> <Fuck> Musk. Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, Musk. Like, I I just used PayPal the other day to buy something. <sighs> no, but, I mean, you got to think. Elon Musk, he, he has a plan for fucking everything. Everything. Like, if he didn't think he would control or be able to control Twitter, he wouldn't have bought it. No, nah. no, nah, he wouldn't have. He's not like Trump whenever he went out and bought all these fucking companies and he filed bankruptcy, what, 50 times? Yeah, like a million fucking times. It's not like that because I guess he's smarter with his money. Yeah, well, I mean, give an autistic dude that kind of money, you know, they're going to figure something out. How do you pronounce his kid's name? Oh God! Like zero x two. I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't even like. I yeah. I don't know, dude. I have no idea how you would pronounce that. It's. I mean, I have more power to him, man. That's. I'll, I'll, I mean, that's an interesting name for a kid, you know. So. It sounds like a fucking robot, dude. Maybe his kid is a robot. Maybe it's all simulation, like you said. Yeah. You know, he, he's one of the people that brought up simulation theory here recently. Oh, yeah. No, he, he believes in it. Yeah, he's a big, big simulation theory guy. Yeah. And with everything he's doing, maybe he's right. I mean, he did get the South African cheat codes. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. You know, he he found that, that right combination. He was just sitting around in life one day, like up, up, down, left, A, B, start. Ah, I got it. Hell, he's getting North America cheat codes now, too. Right. <laughs> but no, like for real, we can go on and on about conspiracies and everything. But at the end of the day, a conspiracy, like, like we said, a lot of them are real. A lot of them are fake. A lot of them. It's kind of undecided at the moment. Yeah. The best thing to keep in mind is if you hear something on, like, say, the news or social media or from a buddy or what have you. Do your own fucking research. Do your own fucking research and don't take sources from places like, 
I don't know, like now444445.com. Like, that's probably not good reporting. Honestly, don't <laughs> you, at this point, don't even take any of your facts from like Fox News, CNN. Look up multiple resources and see if they match. Yeah. Uh, on top of that, think about the, again, the logistics of it, right? Like, how many people would need to be involved in this conspiracy? The higher the number of people being involved, the less likely that is to actually be true, right? Like, if you're talking about maybe, at most, a thousand or two, you know? So, like, with the um, Stealth Fighter, right? From start to finish on that program, between the people at Lockheed Martin the actual manufacturer and then the the people in the military that were in you the know on it less than a thousand people yeah less than a thousand people so yeah it makes sense and that, they were all motivated so yeah it makes sense that they could keep that under wraps now i'm sure if it had climbed up into 10 or twenty thousand people no everybody would have known about that fucking thing yeah and one thing i mean you even gotta look at like from where we work i'm trying to go around about this we're not bringing too much information about the company out but the job you do like if the next person down the line doesn't see it and they're really not gonna know what the fuck it is yeah especially for like aircraft carriers and shit like that yeah or aircraft they're not gonna know what this part's going to like you you might be making a jet engine but hell you've made 50 other jet engines and it might just be look a little different. You're not going to know the fucking difference. Yeah. I mean, that's what they did with the Manhattan Project, right? Like, everybody on and the assembly floors working on it didn't know what the hell they were building. All they knew is they showed up every day, there was a bunch of parts in front of them, and they just needed to put it together in a certain way, and then that one part would get shipped off to somebody else, and they would assemble it in a certain way, and then once enough of these parts got put together, then the whole thing would get shipped off to a very small group of government officials that would finish putting it together. So it's easier to cover up shit like that because compartmentalization. Yeah. Yeah. Need to know basis, but that's getting hard, man. Digital age. It's getting real hard to stay. Need to know. Hell it's been hard. Need to know <laughs> like hell, man. Uh, even like, well, I ain't even going to say that. I'll take that back. I'll cut that out. <laughs> But with a lot of government stuff, it is going to be, in my personal opinion, I feel like if the government really wants to cover some shit up, you, one, are not going to find about any of it or too much will get out about it that they'll have to come clean. Yeah, they'll have to. Like, you can only hide so much for so long. I mean, it just is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because with everybody that surrounds a bunch of these pet projects like planes and nukes and shit like that, if it's not helping that specific person, somebody's going to come out about it and it's going to nip the whole shit in the butt right there. Unless they fucking take them out, which we need to do an episode on that one day. Yeah, we really (laughs) do. People just getting taken out like... That have came forward with like government conspiracies and shit. Hell yeah. Because there's a lot of them. There is, there a, lot is of them. a fucking lot of them. And not just here like within the past 20 years. Like within the past 70, 80 years. Yeah, a lot of people just wound up dead. It's going to happen to us one day. It'll be alright. That's why I had to retract what I was about to say earlier. <laughs> No, <laughs> but uh, for real though, Austin was gonna be like, "Look, man, let me tell you." So I was in Iraq, <laughs> and this general, you know which one. <laughs> and then Bill Clinton came down, and it was just like he was all like, "Hey, I'm going to Epstein's Island. You want to come with? I'm going. I'm going to get these little girls in Afghanistan, and we're gonna take them down to Epstein Island." Be like, "You do you, Bill. You do you, man." <laughs> Let's go to a little Haji shop. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but <clears throat> we could have dived so much deeper into this episode. But it's kind of hard without diving into specific conspiracy theories and how they end up being bullshit or how they end up being like, yeah, 
there wasn't a lot of information about this, but it didn't come out as true because a lot of the conspiracies, you don't know if it's true until you find out it's true. If you never find out it's true, then technically it's always going to be a conspiracy and you'll never know that it's not a conspiracy. Yeah. God, I'd like to do an episode on some of the like failed conspiracies where the government literally like tried to get something off the ground and then it just all fell the fuck apart like before they even got started. Because there's know, a lot of those too. You know like a lot of the fucking like Taliban and fucking Al-Qaeda and Iraq and Afghanistan thought that the U.S. had invisible fucking shields around Humvees and shit mm-hmm. because they would see like their RPGs go at a Humvee and like ricochet off of it into the ground and then blow up. So like whenever they shoot the missile, they're like wigging the fuck out. And they thought like the Americans had like fucking invisible shields around the fucking Humvees and shit. Dead ass here. Look into it. Yeah. Dead ass fucking serious, bro. I mean, I believe that. I believe that they believe <laughs> that. Which I mean, a lot of people don't know this, but RPGs malfunction so fucking much. A lot. Like I'm sure you hell you can go on YouTube and just Google RPG malfunctioning. Like some of them will only fire out five foot. Yeah. Like then some of them they'll go fucking a hundred meters and not go off. Like it's fuck RPGs. Yeah. I mean, in theory, they're great. In Call of Duty, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. <clears throat> Nazis. The Nazi zombies. Getting but an RPG another, just bah. Another story about RPGs, though. There was one where they, ever, they were in a Chinook, and an RPG went inside the Chinook but didn't go off, and they threw the shit back out. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine that? You're sitting there with, like, fucking... 15 people inside of Chinook and like you see an RPG come and it just fucking goes in, hits the fucking wall, knocks a hole in the fucking wall, but it doesn't go the fuck off. I feel like everybody in that room shits their pants, right? Like immediately. Like if I'm sitting there and I see that, I'm just like, (laughs) and then they just toss it out the fucking door. (laughs) I'd be fucking crying. I'd be like, well, I'm nice knowing y'all. Oh, look at that green son of a bitch just sitting there waiting to go After off. that happened, I would get the fuck out of the army. I, I wouldn't care what it fucking takes, dude. Like, oh, you're like, just no, AWOL. This, yeah. is, this is a sign from God. Like, I got to get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. Ain't happening ever again. Oh, shit. What was it? What, uh, was it Black Widow and her sister? Like, that's what happened with them. Like, that's why they ended up, like, fucked up or whatever. Wasn't that the story? Like, a bomb? Fell through, like, the roof or whatever, and, yeah. and her and her sister got, like, trapped under it for, like, a day or something. Yeah. Just waiting for it to go off. Yeah. Like, yeah, that'd be terrifying, man. You're just, like, looking at it. I mean, that's like hell. A nuke could go off any at any moment within 200 miles of us. There's one right off the coast of Tybee. Yeah. And there's one somewhere else in North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. Like, up in the Outer Banks near Hatteras and stuff. Yeah. Like... Any moment, you know, you could just be sitting there taking a shit and just like fucking hear a loud ping. You're like, well, you wouldn't hear it this far away. No. But then you just hear like a bunch, like your house fucking creaking from wind and shit. You'd be like, hmm. And then nothing. And then you'll probably get an alert on your phone. (laughs) Oh, God. Look, so um, just watching a uh, video from the World Science Festival the other day, right? And, uh, they were talking about like what really is nothing and like the the not the pundit but the moderator for like the discussion or whatever asked the question about like how everybody was super paranoid that when the large hadron collider got opened that they were going to accidentally create black holes and it would just like swallow up the earth and everything else and like basically all the like scientists they had on the panel made the joke that it was like what difference does it make? If they don't, you don't have to worry about it. If they do, <laughs> you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> so it's like either way. Yeah, I was going to say, you, w- you wouldn't know. It happened way too fucking fast. Yeah, it happened so fast. Yeah, you. either way, you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> I'm still waiting for them to find a white hole. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. I mean, beluga whales have one. John's mom does too. That ain't white. 
<laughs> that ain't white. And it ain't clean. It's more like brown. Very brown. Very. Like like a dark roast coffee. Chocolate starfish. <laughs> My mom said something and said brown eye the other day. And I just started laughing. And she was like, what are you laughing at? I was like, you said brown eye. And she was like... <laughs> Okay, what does that mean? I was like, that's another word for your butthole. <laughs> and uh, then she was like, how do you get that? A brown eye. Uh, have you ever heard of a chocolate star? And like, I just started naming off like different names for assholes. And she was <laughs> like, where do you get this? Oh, God. I can see your mom right now just being super confused about it the whole time. Uh, oh, by the way, if there are any Clemson fans, Ohio State fans... LSU fans. <laughs> that was mean, Austin. That was mean. You but apologize to them. I'm not apologizing. You apologize, young man. Fuck all them teams. <laughs> that said, I'm calling your mom. <laughs> and I'm calling John's mom. <laughs> but anyways, I think that about wraps up for this episode. Be sure to join us next week when we talk about ghost ships. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. Spooky. Do you have anything else you want to say or no? No, I got nothing. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, we'll catch y'all next week. Fuck Ohio State. Fuck Alabama. Fuck Clemson. Fuck John's mom. Fuck Westboro. I think that's it. I think that's everybody we hate. No, I can think of a lot more people. I just... Wow. Well, fine. Anyways, join us on all of our social media pages. Join us on Facebook. Join us on Instagram, TikTok, fucking Twitter, where have you. Uh, Shoot us an email at the Broology Podcast. If you have any conspiracies you would like for us to do a deeper dive on, maybe something we touched on today that you'd like to hear more about, maybe one of your favorites that you'd like for us to do a deep dive on and just discuss in the most immature way fucking possible. Like that one where the CIA was fucking dolphins. And uh, if you would, another one... uh... If you really want to do a deep dive on John's mom, you just got to join the Patreon. Yeah. As I say, the more money that gets contributed, the better gear we ha- we can get, the more stuff we can do, bring guests on. Not John's mom. No. I'm not forklift certified. Bro, you need more than a goddamn forklift for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we tried getting her, we tried flipping her over for the Thanksgiving meal the other day. We t- like put some chains around her back and me and Ryan both got on four wheelers and tried to turn her and the fucking it broke the fucking bumper off the fucking ATV and we we just said fuck it I, I feel it. like we could probably get it done with a lull if we just got like a big lull out there I've seen lulls move some pretty impressive shit yeah but then we gotta knock out the wall and it's that's true <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, we'll catch y'all next week. Latest. Fuck Russia. (laughs) 